All right, all right, all right. What's up, my friends? Michael Gevin here, your mind mechanic, to bring you another episode of The Wealthy Creator Show, where every week I dive in and dig deep one-on-one into the minds of creators to see what is holding them back from living a wealthy life, both personally and professionally. So every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, inside the How to Become a Wealthy Content Creator Facebook group, I go live. So it is free to join that group, and you can join that group by going to Facebook and searching how to become a wealthy content creator and clicking join. So if you'd like to be coached like the creators on these episodes, just click the Zoom link on the Facebook Live and join in. Let's rock and roll, my friends. Here we go. So tell me a little bit about the situation. You know, this is public, so I kind of play with this a little differently than if this was Folia. Just private conversation so people can pick up on things that I'm picking up on and I kind of draw attention for you and for people listening. Um, but yeah. I'd love to just hear a little bit about your situation and uh, what's going on right now with your, your business and your career. Yeah. So I have been uh, in the video business for, this is my fourth year coming into it. Um, I've been working with a gentleman over in Spokane. I live in a town called Coeur d'Alene, so it's usually about a 20-minute drive to, to work every day. Okay. Um, so I've been working under him at the same time as kind of starting my own business. We are kind of in the same like category when it comes to like wedding films and things like that. And I do um, – I'm his assistant shooter. I'm his assistant editor as well. But I do it all independently, so I'm not – necessarily an employee i just um i just work there subcontractually yep and so um yeah so my situation has been trying to find the limbo between trying to start my own business and trying to essentially kind of um not drift away because i still want to be able to work with him and still have contact with him because he's a great contact sure but but i want to be able to run my own business full time mm-hmm and is, is what you're doing with the other guy, that is the main source of income for you personally right now, though? Is there anything else you're, you're doing? Yes, that's my main source of income. And then there's stuff starting to come in on your own, per se, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, then one really big dilemma is um, he called me yesterday and was like, hey, so uh, our last July wedding that we had not postponed or canceled got postponed okay basically and (laughs) so june and july went from being fully booked to pretty much not being booked at all Mm -hmm. and so right there i lost um to you know basically lost two two months of income right there of course and you know and a lot of it is because of of covid sure it's not because not just because they want to postpone it's just you know covid is really you know it's Cops very real. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very real. So, so with that, um, how much with him or on your own had you been doing outside of weddings to this point in time? Um, we don't do a ton outside of weddings. He's been starting another company, which I'm not really wanting to be a part of. Not, not because it's bad or anything. It's just, it's just not where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in that, um, that's been kind of some of his focus and I haven't been doing a ton outside of, 
of weddings. I mostly just do weddings. And then I've been helping with my church with some videos the last couple of months too. Okay. Online stuff. And, uh, um, yeah, that's really about it. So, so what direction for you are you wanting to go? I'm, I'm really wanting to get more into the commercial marketing world. Um, I don't have a ton of experience in it. I do have a couple of videos I've done for um, like Children's Miracle Network and, and different things like that. Like little, little videos, nothing, nothing major. Fine. Um, but <clears throat> that's kind of the area I want to go a lot more in. So what right now do you feel is your biggest roadblock or challenge that's holding you back? Like over these next two months, what would be a great win for you from a progress standpoint of right now you're unclear and you don't want to have these two months pass by and be like, wow, I just, I lost out on a great opportunity that I had extra time that really didn't have much choice. Like this is, this is open now um, when it might not have been. Um, What is in your way right now? Um, you know, I guess a couple of things is, you know, just, I, I tend to be a, quite uh, loyal to people, which sure. is a great quality, but yeah. yep. at the same time, when you want to start your own thing, that, that can really kind of hinder you from wanting to start your own thing because, well, you know, I want to be able to help him out as much as I can, but, you know, I also want to be able to actually advertise myself too. And So has that conversation been had with him right now? Where do you sit with that? How clear is he about your um, we, goals we, and dreams and ambitions? Uh, we, we haven't really had that conversation too much. Um, okay. um, I also tend to be, I don't know if you, I don't know if you know the Enneagram type stuff at all, but I tend to be uh, a little bit of a nine when it comes to confrontation. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I know all of them on some level and I've taken, I think all yeah. of them, I think I'm like a two and a seven, but I, I'm not as familiar. I'm more familiar with the disc, but I mean, I, I know enough about behavior and personality you know, yeah. uh, you're, you're not, <laughs> you don't like confrontation. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big, like, I don't like serious talks make me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I tend like, to commend you for being on here right now, because obviously I lean in the, you know, uh, more seriousness of conversation rather than, Hey, you right. know, what, what camera are you using? Oh, cool. Sony a seven three. Awesome, man. What lens you got, you know? Right, right, uh, right. Yeah. But so, so in that vein, then, what is your fears right now around having that conversation with him? Um, I don't know. I, I really shouldn't have any fears with it because he's, for one, he's a super understanding guy. Yep. And um, he, you know, he, he also really taught me everything I know. So I think that kind of plays into it, too. Mm-hmm. As like, you know, I feel like, you know, he's given me all this information and all this, and how to use cameras, how yeah. to, you know, how to mic up a, a groom and all this stuff. And it's almost kind of like, it, it feels kind of like I'd be like betraying him almost if I were like to depart and start my own thing. And, and so now does he have anyone else? Cause it's, there's a couple of things. I just want to walk you through this. Cause when we, again, even this, and this is what people kill like, wow, I didn't know that's the direction we were going to go. But yeah, I, I, I like to dig in because when we can release these things that at times they don't even seem that big, but you know, it's the mm-hmm. main thing we're, we're talking about that's kind of surfacing up right now. And on some level, I'm sure that's causing uh, it's causing conflict for you moving forward with, with, with 
more conviction and passion and direction and, and, and faster. And it's like, it's causing you right. indecision. Um, and so all that is again, that car stalled out on the side of the road. It's like, well, you know, until you figure out what the problem is, why you're stalled, you're not going to go anywhere. Um, right. And so yeah. if we can get through it, you can see even, you can go through the scenarios of what could be worst case scenarios and that sometimes they're not as bad because mm-hmm. right now you are, because believe me, I know all about confrontation uh, yeah. and I am a, con- well, was, catching myself at the moment, uh, a massive conflict avoider and I have <laughs> ruined the relationships that were more as a byproduct of avoiding the c- confrontation to begin with than right. the confrontation itself, right? The communication. Like, in fact, I made it a confrontation. The other person- right didn't necessarily do anything, but then I was afraid to have a, a conversation about what they might think, what they'll say, what they're, and, and then I put all this belief myself on myself, right. and then do whatever, try to ghost or do it behind, and then it, the worst case scenario on versions actually does happen, but mm-hmm. it doesn't happen for the reason that you thought. It comes as a byproduct of you not being able to just have a conversation, somebody go, okay, now sometimes, because this is what I've learned, in having, in the last one I just had, just mind you that, well, two in the last two days, I've, I've, I've called up uh, uh, friends of mine that are the opposite color, you know, and yeah. I won't get deep into this right now, but, you know, I have also seen plenty of people, white people, shaming people that they shouldn't do that. And I brought that up to both of them, and they both mm-hmm. thought it was crazy um, that those people were saying that. They're yeah. like, I, I think it's very commendable for a, an individual to do this. And so those people that are out there, they're blanket statementing, oh, whites do not do this. Well, there's, you can't speak for everybody in any situation. And right. so at times we have things that may or may not have ever happened, or maybe when we were younger or whatever, we have something that happened and now that sits with us. And so now anyone, we have something that we could deem as a confrontation or a conflict we avoid because we don't want that feeling. And I avoided a conversation with um, uh, my mom for a long time. And I recently had one the day before Mother's Day. I just I put me over the edge. I'm like, I've been avoiding this, but it was causing more pain. Among, I knew, I knew it would bring us closer. I really did. Mm-hmm. But obviously there was parts that I didn't because I still avoided it. But I avoided it because of what happened, was, which was more the pain I felt in that moment, her pain, her crying, these things, they didn't feel good, right? Yeah. But it brought us closer. And it, it, it was in with my wife, like everything got better out of that. And mm-hmm. so those were, I mean, what I just did in the last couple of days was really difficult and very awkward. And, and, and it came out so much better. But then that my mom one was one of the bigger ones I had not done in a long time. I'd overcome a lot. And now what I've seen is, is that, you know, at times I've had ones where I have had and it didn't go well. Yeah. What it was. But I would say that was the minority. The minority of times, like if I did it a hundred times, let's just say I did it a hundred times, I've had it two to five times. Mm-hmm. A few. It hasn't been like, oh, I did this a hundred times, 95 times, it went horrible. It was so bad. Right. So I would just look into that. If if you know this person enough. Just start to create what you're trying to, man, you know, I'm not going to, and this is the thing I'll kind of walk you through as well, because I think it's a good way to do it. It's not that you're also going to just not film any weddings at all for him, not help him out, not do anything, Uh, you know, and it's not that you're even, I mean, he's already letting you film your own weddings. Am I understanding correctly as well? I think. Yeah, as long as it's not, um, 
you know, on a day that we're shooting, of course. Yeah, so he's got a little bit of power of you because he is trying to essentially say, eh, you know, I, I can't have you be booking weddings and then I need you and you're not available. So that's where there's going to be right. have to be some conversation because he's still playing a leadership role. It's like, well, as long as it doesn't conflict with me, which is good because he, I've seen people sign non have people sign non-competes like yourself. You can't start a wedding company. You can't do video in a 50-mile radius of where I live. Um, I've yeah. seen people do that. And so oh, yeah. the fact that he's already like, well, hey, you know, as long as it doesn't conflict. Well, now it's like the what your work you're wanting to do, though, if I understand from your message, is also primarily not weddings either. In the big right. Picture, I, right? I, I don't want to be in weddings. <laughs> yeah. So what I would do is, is I would already, if I were you, and I, I say that only in the sense of just in this conversation, I, I, I hate that. Like, well, if I were you, well, I'm not you and I'm not wired like you. So technically speaking, yeah. I'm only doing with what, how I'm wired with your situation, but I like to just create variables and you see what resonates and you go from there. So, um, is that I would eliminate weddings from your, uh, own bookings entirely. I would just yeah. not even worry about them. Let all Saturdays that you're going to do anything with or make revenue from be with this guy. And then you can even have that conversation. Say, hey, you know what? I've been booking some weddings. It's been a little weird. I, you know, I'm not really wanting to do weddings. So for, I don't know when right now, because I, I still don't have all these things going myself anyways. Um, I have every intention of, for the not so distant future or whatever language, you know, uh, still continuing to film weddings for you. And I'm, I'm really not going to book any more of my own weddings because I don't really want to build a wedding company. So yeah. now there's no conflict there. He's starting something else. You're saying you're not involved because you don't want to be. So I'm assuming that what you want to start as well is not something he's doing. So right. therefore, there's no conflict there now. And mm -hmm. so if you look at that, the ability to have the conversation, I don't even know what could go wrong short of the fact that your business takes off and you're like, I just don't, I don't need nor want now to shoot weddings anymore. And right. at this point in time, you start to create that where rather than, the fact that you're not going to, you just being like, Hey man, I'm not shooting weddings for you anymore. And now he's like, crap, man, I don't have anybody. I, I've trained you. Da, 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 da. And you get into that. It's, Hey, you know, over the next 12 months or whatever, I'm committed to shooting these weddings with you. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start building my own thing. Now you're not thinking at all about how do I build my own even wedding business, right? Or even mess with that. You're, you're able to get your income or do whatever you got to do with him, with the area you've already been doing, setting up the expectation that over the next year, year and a half, two years, I don't know how long it's going to take you, neither do you right now, that, but at least knowing, give him some little time frame that you're committing to, um, that you're still going to be there willing to help, while in that interim, start to look for somebody, start to train somebody, maybe even as you're doing your thing, you're, you're on the lookout a little bit for, for people or whatnot as well. I mean, there's nothing more powerful than a person even, I mean, it's not your responsibility, but there's nothing more powerful than you going, Hey, I, I've even got some, some people that are interested or something, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that way now from a mental perspective, you don't have to think about his business when he's got dates. If you're available, you show up, you shoot, you do your best, help him out. That's it. You make your money there. Your right. mental focus goes into the direction that you want to be in, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. And what happens is, is too many people were diluting our focus in all these, you know, different areas. And so we don't really do good in anything. It's like, you got his thing. You're all kind of ah, whatever about that. And then like, you're trying to book your own weddings, but you don't really want those. And then you got this yeah. other thing as well. And then, I mean, are you, are you married? You got kids, a family? Yeah, I have a wife and, and one son. 
Yeah. So, you know, you can see how that's my anniversary today. <laughs> oh, well, congratulations, man. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. You. Well, uh, thanks for being on your anniversary. <laughs> she, so she's at work. So, it, you know, we're, we're celebrating this weekend. So cool. Cool. Well, um, but you, I just know that, and we don't even have a kid yet that mental energy, it, it gets drained quickly. And the more things you keep trying to do and give your time and energy to, the more you get drained. And if you're giving it to things that you don't want to do really, you're not energized by, then mm -hmm. you're thinking you're supposed to go in that direction, but you never go very far, or very fast because the reality is you hope it doesn't have to happen anyways. Right. Um, and so eliminate the weddings from your own attempting. I mean, if some stuff falls in your lap right now, I don't know, do whatever you want with it, but don't, I would just eliminate from any marketing, branding or anything, whatever wedding stuff you have available, attempting to get things on your own. And if anything as well, funnel it through him right? Give him the, lead, yeah. you know, and I don't oh, know yeah, how totally. to play with that, but that's a powerful way as well. Um, mm -hmm. and so do that. And then the rest of that time is spent on that. Now, how's that feel for you? Yeah, I think that sounds good. Um, you know, and honestly really, um, solidifies things for me more so than it does. Um, it's not like new revelation, I guess it's things I've already thought of before. Sure. So, so yeah. it's, and especially when you're going through, like, just even having the conversation, those are like, I'm the type of person that I have to talk out loud in my, to myself in the car. So like I've had these like imaginary conversations with myself exactly kind of going along with those lines. So I don't I mean, <laughs> sometimes it's nice to have a second mind to tell me these things too, that I'm not just a crazy person. <laughs> coaches need coaches. People need people. I mean, I, I it's, yeah. it's why with Paul and this and all that we're doing this power, there's so much that's, one way you're watching videos and I'm learning. Well, I don't know. I got questions. Well, how do I ask? How do I get some, some clarity around that? Yeah. Figure it out. You know, everything's figured out on your own or it's a bunch of, and I got my phone here and I'm seeing all those little avatars. That's all you ever see is mm -hmm. avatars and then text. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it, and then you don't know where are these people's businesses? Should I listen to them? What, you know, you just, and a lot of people in comments on Facebook groups, they also have no context to your situation. I mean, how, how, when's the last time someone dug in this deep and then had this kind of thing that came in a, in a Facebook post? You right. Know, it's, it's usually 50 different, different opinions that now you're more confused than you were when you started. Um, but yeah, the power of affirmation is, is a big thing. And so, um, and it usually it's, I bring up the word permission, right? Mm -hmm. It's like at times we don't need anybody else, but there's almost that like, Oh, now I have some permission to do this stuff that I thought up, but is it right? Is it wrong? Should I do it? Should I not? Um, I mean, yeah. I've had a lot of these different conversations through the years and you just start to build that muscle. But I can say there's pros and cons with not talking and there's pros and cons with, and there's yeah. far more cons with talking than the alternative. Um, right. You know, you might think you're saving yourself by not, but at the end of the day, if the guy's a total, you know, jerk about it and everything else, well, that says a lot in and of itself. But if you're setting this up this way, most people uh, will be pretty decent about it you know, cause you're not doing yeah. anything to throw him under the bus. Um, and so uh -huh. you thinking, shaming yourself that you're some kind of evil person or, you know, that you've, you've, you just stabbed him in the back and all these kind of negative things that we start to do because he gave everything that you know to you right now. And all these things yeah. like I'm throwing him under the bus, you know? And it's like, no, I mean, people move on. I mean, that's just how it yeah. is. You, you, you've grown past the stage of just being a little second shooter from some people don't, some people mm -hmm. don't, but you right. have. And, mm -hmm. 
And that's it. And now you're still going to commit to helping him on some level. You're not going to conflict in weddings and, and you're giving him a buffer of time to start to look and you'll be on the lookout and awareness as well. If something comes up of somebody who's, who's where you were, right. Who would mm -hmm. like that, right. Who would be so excited to have what you aren't as excited about anymore. Um, yeah. and so that's a, it's a powerful thing. So let's talk about the direction then of where you're going over these next two months. Where do you feel, uh, the rope, there's not much to do with weddings. So there won't be technically much in this moment besides potentially the conversation, um, with mm -hmm. him, there's not much to do with weddings. So w what would you be trying to do or what do you feel stuck on of what you could do over these next couple months? Uh, you know, honestly, I feel a little lost because I haven't really talked to anybody about anything. <laughs> so, um, so it's it's not like like I just have like this like random shoot like down the road, um, or, or even how to even get that said shoot. Um, so that's just kind of where I'm kind of stuck right now is just sure. trying to find the right work and not have to go back and work as a barista as, as much as okay. I enjoyed being a barista during my heyday, but I don't want to do that. So, sure. you know, I want to keep the boat uh, rowing. So what kind of work that you've seen right now or that you've experienced would you like to do for people? I would just like to be able to do like, just like commercial work, like kind of more along the lines of like, um, like a talking head kind of promotional shoot. Okay. Um, those are usually the ones that I like to do where like the, like the owners explaining what their, sure. what their business is about or anything like that. And have you done any of those thus far? Um, no. Okay. That's fine. There's no, no. right or wrong. I mean, I, yeah. you'll find with me, there's no shame in how much you've charged, how many jobs you have or haven't done. It's just when you have that awareness and peace, you, you can't, you can stop beating yourself up for not having, having something that it's just realistically you're not going to have right now. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to have $10,000 a month clients and five of them when you haven't taken the first step to do one. Um, right. You know, and it may seem I, obvious, I, but a lot of times we, it's not as obvious as it may sound when we speak it out. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've done shoots like that where I, we've done interviews, but again, I was just the second shooter at it. So it wasn't like, I so you've been involved, but they I've been involved in it. But, but from you actually having one you've done through you as your thing, no. Correct. Now, what about the one you said for, was it a nonprofit or the charity? Uh, it was just a, so I just posted on like Craigslist and a bunch of college kids contacted me for their fundraiser that they're, they were doing for Sean's Miracle Network. Okay. And was that a style of video that you wanted to do or no? Or was it? Was yeah, it I mean, it, it, it was. Um, I, I didn't interview anybody or anything, okay. so it wasn't like a documentary kind of shoot, but it was like a quick little 60-second promo um, just to for their fundraiser for their school. Would you feel confident in being able to show that to somebody right now as something that you'd want to use as a, as a piece to just at least open the eyes or open a door for you? Or do you feel it's not? I think so. I think I think I did a pretty good job on that one. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, um, yeah, it was it was my first video. It was actually my very first video on my own too. Okay. So uh, it was like four years ago. Okay. 
Okay, so there's probably, I'm sure you also see where you've grown and different things. So there's probably oh, some yeah. sitting there where I'm like, oh, I could, it's not bad, I'm not unhappy with it, but I know that I, there's so much more I could do or want to do or would, you know, right, right now. Like, uh, I have a lot more upgrades now. Sure. Like, I actually have, like, a way to move the camera and not just keep in one spot kind of sure. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, and something I think I asked you as well, uh, I think in the chat, uh, mm -hmm. was that, did you prefer, did we, was it, you, you preferred uh, shooting over editing, right? Was that the thing? That you yeah, I prefer shooting over editing. Yeah. And, and so the thing is, is what I would look at is too many people are, they get so lost and confused because they're looking so far outside of, of their own sphere. And then they feel like they don't know anybody. And then what do I do? And how do I cold reach out to somebody? And I don't I, and all this baggage starts to fill up to where then it's like, again, you're stuck. Mm -hmm. um, and what I find is that if you start to, to dig a little bit between friends, family, you know, connections that you have, where your wife, I mean, where's your wife work? Uh, she works at uh, the local hospital here in Coeur d'Alene. Okay. Well, inside of, you know, I mean, I know people as well, but just, I just saw a guy named Johnny Eaker who, uh, it's got a big job with the hospital. There was somebody else recently uh, as well that was in NLC, but there's people getting pretty big jobs with hospitals. I've worked for St. Anthony's here in Illinois where I'm at, and I've done projects mm -hmm. where the guy that I, I did in this situation, um, shoot for a guy, but I mean, they were, you know, ten and $15,000 projects for these uh, hospitals, and they were promo pieces like I believe that you're describing, um, mm -hmm. ultimately, that I could even be happy to share with you. But um, there's a perfect example. Like, your wife works at a place that could use what you want to do. Yeah. What, what would stop you from figuring out how we can find that rabbit trail to somebody that could then be some kind of a decision maker that could get you in the door at the hospital to potentially do something for them? What, where's that sit with you? Um, I know we, we flirted with the idea before okay. um, a few times. Um, it just never really ever landed. Um, and landed in what sense? You guys talked about it, never did anything about it, or that it yeah, did and, something and, about it and it didn't land with the people that you did something with? No, uh, my my wife would say something like, oh, yeah, my boss is interested in having this sort of kind of video. And I'm like, oh, cool, let me know. <laughs> and that's kind of as far as I went. <laughs> and, and, you know, um, I could have easily been taking initiative myself, but, like, at the time it was – I think it was during wedding season, so it wasn't like I was like really all that amped to do it anyway at the time. Sure. But um, but now she works uh, – but that's when she was working at the cough shop there, but now she actually works with uh, surgeons actually scheduling their, um, their, their surgeries. Yep. And so, um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a too far-fetched idea for sure. Yeah, it's exploring. I mean, usually the easiest thing to do at times is to have conversations with people that they're somewhat of a relationship or a connection there, that the door can mm -hmm. be opened by someone that knows someone rather than you coming out of nowhere and they don't know who you are. They, you know, maybe, maybe not trust you or whatever right. baggage might be there. But the fact that there's an in and that's where when you start to explore just right there, your wife, right? There might be brothers, sisters, parents, whomever that are employed somewhere, or have something that have, and we can go there. And then, and you don't even have to right now. I mean, you can, it doesn't matter. I'm not saying you, you don't have to, but like, 
Right. You don't have to get about money. Like it's just like do mm-hmm. something. You know, I, I had yeah. this example. I wanted to sell my property that I, I used to uh, live in in 2007 to 2015 and worked out of uh, downtown where I'm at. And I found out that this lady next door that moved in, if, if the business went well, she wanted to buy my building and uh, put this uh, uh, bistro in there. Mm-hmm. So the day she opened, I just went over with my Glidecam 2000, my Mark II, and my 16 to 35 lens and a card in it. And I said hello. Da, da, hey, I heard you might want to buy my building if you know things go well here. I'd love to help. I got some video skills. They didn't have a website. They didn't have a fan page. They hadn't done any marketing yet. It was the day they opened. Daughter's in there. The the mom's in there. We have a conversation. Mom makes the um uh, the, the daughter makes the Facebook page. Makes me an admin. I fly around the, the place for like you know maybe thirty minutes. I go home. I had a call. Made the video in like an hour and a half put it on their Facebook page, ran ads out of my own thing, spent about $380. And I put this up on a Thursday. On Friday, um, you know, I went over and I said, you know, because it said, mention this video for a free sample of fudge. It was like a 60 second video. And she said, we had about 30 or 40 people come out. I'm like, oh, great. Keep track of it over the weekend. I just would love to know. And on Monday, she's like, Michael, we just had to stop asking people. Like every person that came in said they saw the video. You know, we weren't doing any other marketing. I said, well, you have any idea how many people? She's like, I don't know, three or 400. And so uh, I just kept running it myself. The thing has like 100,000 views now, a few thousand shares. You know, we only spent, I I spent like $380 on ads. It was, excuse me, sorry. A 10 mile radius, uh, male and female, 28 to like 40 something. And that was it. It was very simple, uh, whole process that I didn't really need massive amounts of permission. I just took, as you said, initiative, or as I even talk about kind of imperfect or uh, inspired action and, and just acted on it. Now in the time, I believe it, you weren't ready. But right. now you've got two months ahead of you that are somewhat empty. You don't need any more readiness, learningness, or anything else in my, I don't even know you that well, but just from what you've told me, four years of being in it, the weddings you've shot, everything else, I can almost promise and guarantee you have enough knowledge to go in and do something whether yeah. it's the hospital or not, but somebody that's in your sphere that could mm-hmm. use and be uh, get value out of doing the type of video that you really desire to do. And at the very least, the very first one, you could do for free. The same guy I mentioned that I saw for the school um, or for the, for, the, for the hospital, he had a thing when all this COVID stuff hit and it was like, all the schools, you know, they're closing down. The normal shoots he could do, he couldn't do anymore. He was brainstorming, come up with the concept, went to one of his warmest leads with a school that really trusted him and said, I got this idea, I got this concept. I, I just want to do it. What do you guys you know, think? Can, can I just do this? They're like, you know, Ryan, we trust you. Go ahead. And so he did that. We call that kind of like a case study. And he did mm-hmm. that. That led to more paid work with them because they weren't seeing him. And this is what I would just challenge you a little bit is to not see yourself as some hobbyist gomer guy that's going in to just do this random project for the, for the hospital, but rather come in, try to channel some little bit of inner competence. You're doing it for free, but rather so they don't see you as some random hobbyist that doesn't do this professionally, but rather one that does so that ultimately you're not a one trick pony, i.e. you do this video and you're kind of crossing your fingers, hoping they may or may not come back, but rather what vision could be created of more work they could do. And this first thing's just kind of this experimental case study that you want to try and then what vision could be created to do more work for them and so with him he did that first video and it led to more 
paid projects. He took that case study, went to the local visitor center that he had a relationship with, presented that now, and got a $5,000 project for five of these little 60-second videos that were shot by other people on their phones. He didn't have to leave. Editors didn't have to leave. Nobody left. They just shot on their phones. He directed, gave some guidance, got it to the editor, directed that, got the edit, done. And mm-hmm. so, um, but getting that first thing under your belt that's fresh and new and in your right timing will get that first domino falling over so that then right. you can start to build momentum. And then, quite frankly, we can have... I won't say better, this is still great, but a, a different conversation about what are the next steps, right? Either yeah. when you get it, what do I do? After you've finished it, what do I do? How do I take that? But that first step is, is literally within your sphere of influence to just do something, do a kind of project that you want to do that when you're done with it, you're like, damn, I'm proud of this. This is awesome. And you can just yeah. take that to people and start opening up more doors or just go deeper with the initial person that you did it with. So yeah. how's that sit, my man? Yeah, no, I think that sounds really good. What do you think would hold you back from having any of that happen? Uh, probably just my own imposter syndrome. That's probably really about it. But um, yeah, I don't think, other than that, I don't really think any, anything else would hold me back from, from at least doing that. Yeah so, so. Now, yeah, so now it's just that perfect time, rehab. I mean, I've had that. There's things that are just wrong timing. And it, it's not, we can mm-hmm. make excuses of why we did or didn't do something. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I believe sometimes things are just purely timing. And, and right now, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's a coincidence that we're on a call at this time with just that happening yesterday and now two months of, of time available, things you've already been percolating. I'm not necessarily fully saying anything you haven't thought about, but now there's application yeah. to it. There's some permission to it. And now it's like, mm-hmm. honey, all right, we got to give me that door open. Don't, don't just like, oh, I heard it in passing. And you know, it's like, okay, that's kind of cool. It's like, yeah, give me yeah. that phone call, give me that meeting, give me whatever. And, and, and just start to, you know, do you know what that conversation would look like for you? Just real quick before we kind of finish this up. Like what, if I'm um, that person, you just got a call and I'm the person who could get you in the door to start making something for me. Do you have any idea what you'd want to say, what you'd try to attempt to sell, even if it's for free? <laughs> uh, you know, I... I don't know the initial conversation only because I'm, I tend to be a bit more of the in the moment kind of person I and I, I tend to go with the flow at that very moment in time. Yeah, and then what's nice is I do have, you know, enough video to prove even, even with weddings, I can prove to them that like, I know what I'm doing that, um, that, um, you know, when we you know when I'm micing up, the bride and groom, I know exactly what, how it's supposed to sound. Okay, so let me stop you for one like second. That. Remember in this one context, when you start to go to commercial work, it'll be much mm-hmm. less about your technical abilities and more about your ability to solve their problem. So if you can Just, figure out yeah. whoever you're going to end up dealing with, what mm-hmm. really are they trying to solve? And then through your storytelling abilities and your technical know-how, you're going yeah. to be able to create a video that gets a message out right now that they need to get mm-hmm. out that'll essentially solve an inner conflict, inner problem within their organization because mm-hmm. your ability to be able to shoot with the camera and mic people up, I mean, there's plenty of people who can do that, not to downplay right. that for you, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that that's where the differentiator is for you and anyone listening, anything else is that anymore people's ability, that should be 
automatic that you, you know how to use your gear and hopefully you can do a decent job with it. And the problem is that's an yeah. even playing field. And if anything, when people think of competition, it's as if you have no more skill set than that. And it's not to right. degrade you as an individual, but that is where it is. There are just eons of people right now from any mm. age in any demographic who can access this gear and be excellent with it. Um, right. But where they still struggle in getting work or anything else is in their people skills, their communication, their ability mm -hmm. to have conversations, their ability to problem solve. And that's my, my difference between yeah. an order taker and a master chef kind of creator, a person who can, can collaborate and guide and, and be able to advise someone whether they use them or not on ideas and things that could be done rather than waiting for the hospital, you know, I'll give you this. I had a guy that I was doing coaching with and he was going to go into a boys and girls club and he was about to have a meeting in the next couple of days. Now I had had a meeting with a guy and ironically I was, I don't even remember what the heck I was trying to, why I talked to him. I went to lunch for some reason. We talked about a bunch of things, uh, but I wasn't trying to do any video work for him. But I said, the worst thing you could do is go into that meeting and say, hey, you know, I'm such and such and uh, I do video and just want to see if you guys need video. Right. Now you're leaving it up to them to go, well, you know, we've thought about using video, but unless in that moment they literally have ideas or things they were planning on doing and now you just happen to be this perfect person who came out of nowhere that could execute that, mm -hmm. then the likelihood is that they go, okay, well, that's cool. That's great. Well, we appreciate that, David. Uh, you know, when something comes up, we'll be sure to, to get in touch. And then what most would do is they'd go, okay, that's great. I had a meeting. They seemed cool about it. You know, they said they'd let me know. And then what happens is they never reach back. They never reach out. You never reach back out in months and months and months yeah. pass. And maybe, you know, nine months later, they actually now need it and they've forgotten about you and they go get somebody else. Uh, right. But what I said was with the Boys and Girls Club, I said what's really powerful is I found out that the only time that they reach out to people is essentially when they need money. Mm -hmm. So, Everything they put out is money, money, money. Give us more money. We need more money. We're having a fundraiser for money. You know, all this. But I'm saying the money, you don't know where the money's going and what the impact it's having on the kids, on the families, on the community. And I said, so if you started to, to create video content or regular video content that showed the impact that this money has on the Boys and Girls Club and in those families and in those, those kids' lives, et cetera, et cetera, and that is something you start putting out regularly in the email newsletters on social media. Now, when people come to give, they have more of a emotional feeling of like, wow, this is what it's doing. This is the impact it's making. I want to make that impact. And then they'll either give for the first time, they'll give again, or they might give more. Yeah. And, and having that kind of conversation is powerful. And you might not be well, it might overwhelm you on certain levels right now or not be well equipped, but that's okay. Again, you just got to have that first conversation and kind of be vulnerable and candid about it, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to have all these answers and know all this. I've been doing this for 14 years and have had got 2,800 videos on my uh, Vimeo. Like I've uh -huh. done a lot of things through the years. And so this isn't coming because I did this for six months and talked to five people. Um, mm -hmm. And so it takes time to build that muscle. But the more time you spend, you'll grow and you'll get better and you'll get better and you'll get more confident, and you'll get more certain and you'll get better jobs and higher paying jobs and, and different clients. But right now, you know what you know. There's, yeah. there's, you have this time. Don't go thinking. You got to go learn a bunch more than anything else. Be in the moment. Have a candid 
in, in a conversation. It's not about selling them. It's not about here's my packages or here's my one, two, three, ABC or what gear I have. It's yeah. literally just having a conversation and serving them and seeing if through video and storytelling to the best of your knowledge today, there's mm -hmm. a way for you to, to, to help them out. And that's just by asking some questions, what's going on, you know, what, and, and being able to probe and, and see how, and, and, and guide them a little bit to how video could work as well, right? Rather than fully right. just, again, leaving it up to them to come up with the idea. So that, uh, I mean, it kind, of, it kind of reminds me, have you, um, read the book, uh, story brand by Don Miller? I know Donald Miller. Yeah, yeah. We've done some stuff with Donald Miller, actually. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, so so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's just it's just about selling them, like how to help them sell their story to. You're Yoda, Yoda, baby. Who is? Yeah, yeah. Yoda, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, really, it's learning how to. And I guarantee that's why I work on this. I don't, I don't need to see your work. I don't need to see anything else because nine times out of 10, I've known that there are people with excellent work who can't make any money. And I've helped people whose work is mediocre, make way more money than the other person. So I don't right. really get into all of that because most people I'm talking to, uh, if you weren't born yesterday, have done plenty of time learning and exploring and listening and, and, and studying things and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos. And you inherently know things, but because it's not been put into action, it's just, it is what it is. But yeah, exactly. you know, just the fact that you know story brand, take those things that you've learned and the principles and things within that and apply that to uh, you know video production shoot. Let's just keep using the, the hospital for, for right now. And there's divisions. I mean, we've had that. There's plenty of divisions within the hospital as well. You know, so you yeah. can start off with one little division, do a great job. It could snowball and who knows what you could end up doing for the whole hospital. I, I think the one guy I was mentioning earlier, he had like a $60,000 content retainer with a hospital where he was coming in, you know, monthly to create content to release, you know, on a, on a weekly basis. Um, yeah. So, you know, the opportunities potentially are there, but they're there more, you know, the guys saying here in the chat, are there more for those the, the, the Yodas for the, the Donald Miller types, for the, the master chefs, the creators, rather than order takers. Order takers, as I've talked to a lot, like, yep, guilty as charged. I'm sitting on my home, I'm at my home on my hands, waiting for things to come, and there ain't nothing coming. Because right. you're hoping that the people that you're in contact with or have relationships are going to have the ideas, make something happen, and then do something. Uh, right. but if you can start to, to take some leadership roles and stand a little, when you got those ideas, how can you bring them to people? Even people who are inherently an order taker could still be a master chef mindset. Cause some people just want to take orders. They're just an editor. Like, I just like editing. I don't want to get into all this nonsense that I'm talking, you know, I'm talking about right now, but it yeah. doesn't mean that they can't go, you know what? I edit for you. I know you've lost some projects, but I've been watching such and such over here and I'm thinking that maybe we could try this for your clients. And then that guy goes and sells and takes the idea and whatever else, but he has a mentality of, of the person who comes up with ideas and collaborates. And so I would just, you know, take that mentality um, into that and, and channel some inner power that you know that you have inside of you and, and you'll make something happen. I, I'd be shocked that if you made a list or just even started with the one and see what you can do with your wife, um, yeah. then in the next you know, week or so, you couldn't have some meetings and some conversations with some people and be able to get something on the books to do something that then, mm -hmm. then can start to have those dominoes falling. And then you know, a year from now, you'll be in a completely different place than you are right now. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. Got this, man. Thank you. 
<laughs> well, hey, hit me up uh, if you have any questions or anything as you go through this. We can we can dig into that uh, later and some other options I can help. But uh, yeah, sure. just hit me up, man. And uh, it's, um, it's been it's been a pleasure. So I look forward to to hearing um, hearing what happens. And, and then you have your own like podcast, right? Is that yeah. You so you know, again for context, I mean, there's there's a handful I'm going to get to. Uh, I'm going to stay on here a little longer today. I want to make sure I talk to if. Yolanta wants to talk and Travis wants yeah. to talk Victor. There's like three. Wow, I thought they're uh, it's all good. I, I get off on tangents and uh, time flies by. But, you know, I am the mindset and energy coach within the Next Level Creators program that Paul Xavier has. Um, and I had a video production company for 14 years. I, I more or less, I had some jobs get canceled. I had already been on a trajectory to doing coaching. Um, so, um, you know, I'm partnered up with Paul to help. This is his Facebook group. He's running it, his team. I'm doing yeah. my thing that I do within Next Level Creators as well, right here with you right now. Um, just less of a guarantee that on a regular basis, as this grows within this group with 4,000 people, that I'd be able to guarantee that you get to get help. Whereas in NLC, you only take on 12 people a month. And so, you know, we just did the call this morning. There was you know, six people on, I was on for two hours. I talked to, you know, all the ones that wanted to talk. Um, but, uh, and then I do my own outside of him. I do my own coaching that I have available, um, just on this kind of work, uh, to get people gotcha. quote unquote jumpstarted. I mean, you can go to jumpstartsessions.net. Um, and, uh, we're going to start more or less turning these. I'm going to keep releasing stuff there and I have already got momentum there. But at the end of the day, there's going to be, this will be its own podcast, the Wealthy Creator Podcast, and there'll be these coaching sessions. And sometimes I'll have Paul on, some people from the team, uh, but primarily it will be doing this support because really it's not available overall for videographers anywhere. It's just buy our courses, buy this, buy that. And all you do, or you, or you already hear all the successful people being interviewed and talked to. I don't, right. I don't, that's not my game. I, I, I love what we just did right there. This is what I, I, I live for now and, and spend my days doing and yeah. uh, trying to deliver as much value to Paul and the community he has. And then, you know, people who are ready for that, which is more of a business system per se. Um, great. There's a lot of great business, tactical strategies, Facebook, the campaigns, all of that in there. But they're having me come in, you know, here as well, because, you know, what I just did there, you know, if you can't make any money, can't do anything, then you never, like you said, I want to do that. But if you're stuck, not figuring out how the heck you can do your first step, get some yeah. momentum, then mm -hmm. you're kind of stuck in this weird place. And so uh, right. I like to unstuck people and get a momentum. And then I've already got one guy, actually, I coached him from August of last year till I'm still coaching him right now. But in April, he joined Next Level Creators and he was really lost and confused and stuck and all tangled up. And, you know, they, he had reached out to them in uh, November 2018. And so, and he was really lost and it wasn't a right time. And then after working with him, he had a lot of momentum that started to happen and then he was ready. And he's had, he got an $18,000 deal during COVID. He's got another like $20,000 deal, I think on like in a proposal right now. Wow. Um, and he's been making things happen. And he gives credit to both because there was the unstuckness, the focus that I helped him get to, to begin with, because it was all over the place. He, he even said he had a, uh, a, a, not a coffee shop, um, 
milkshake type of place or something that he had. He had this business and he had a couple different businesses. He was all over the place and it was just, it wasn't working. And just kept yeah. focusing him down, focusing him down, focusing him down. He got very focused and now he knows what he does, what he does well, who he wants to work with, who he doesn't want to work with. And then with Paul's system now, he's able to take what they're teaching combined with my ability to get him focused and clear and confident and in a direction. And that together is, is a really great combination. But, you know, too many times people buy into programs like Paul. I mean, it's why Paul brought me on. And unfortunately, they either weren't ready or they get stuck and then they don't know how to get unstuck. And unfortunately, Paul's program isn't fully an unstuckness program. Um, now it is because I am involved in there. But uh, before, you know, people would get in and they're just not a right fit, but they got sold on the vision. And because of their personalities and behaviors and certain things, they just weren't really ready yet. And yeah. so that's what I'm coming in to, to help do. So, For sure. Cool. Cool, buddy. So yeah, you can go to jumpstartsessions.net and find out the other episodes and, uh, and then reach out if you want to chat more, buddy. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thank Thanks you very much. much. It was a good All talk. Right. See you, buddy. Appreciate it.